0: Hey everyone, this is a and Reviews. I'm Adrian.
1: I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes.
0: Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter,
1: which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back everybody to a and Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian, and today we're going to review the film Salt Burn. And this film stars Barry Keoghan as Oliver, Jacob Alordi as Felix, Rosamund Pike as Elspeth, Allison Oliver as Venetia, Archie Mad- Madequi <laughs> as Farley, Richard E. Grant as Sir James. Paul Rees as Duncan. And that's pretty much the main cast there. But this film is about distraught by his classmate, Oliver's unfortunate living situation. Felix, a rich student invites him over to his estate. Soon, a series of horrifying events engulf Felix's family. So what did you get from the film? Salt burn.
0: The first thing is, um, it's kind of funny because it's not necessarily about the movie, but so this is set in 2006, most of the movie. Mm -hmm. And as I was watching it, I was like, I mean, for one thing, they look kind of old to be recent graduates. I was like, how old are these people? And I looked at their ages and they're my age. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm old.
1: Wait, do you mean the actors?
0: The actors themselves. Like the main to uh what's his face um barry and
1: um he's 31
0: jacob they're they're close to they're they're like floating on our
1: age close enough
0: (laughs) yeah and then uh jacob is younger than me just by six months
1: Mm. oh my gosh he looks so old he says he's 26 yeah wait you mean a few months by you or barry
0: me or uh, no? He's a few months. Mu- he's a few months younger than me.
1: Okay, I got
0: you. Like the actor, yeah. Um, but I was thinking they just looked so old, and I was like, "Wow."
1: <laughs> I don't think they look really old.
0: <laughs> uh, they didn't look really old, but they definitely didn't look like they were the age they were playing, which is clearly um, I think they're a freshman in college, right?
1: Yeah, they were.
0: Yeah, yeah, that wasn't that at wasn't
1: Oxford cool. University.
0: Right. Um, but other than that, I guess, because it, most of the movie took place on the uh, family, I don't know what you mentioned or you'd call it or the castle. estate. Yeah. The, yeah, the estate, um, they kind of got away with, uh, not dating themselves too much in the movie, but 2006 was a long time ago. Like that's so strange.
1: <laughs> Almost um, 20 years but, ago,
0: <laughs> right. It's crazy. Um, but once I got over that, um, and started watching the movie. I didn't know where it was going at first. I didn't watch, I didn't really read anything uh, about it beforehand. I just knew it was popular. Um, and I was left with so many questions, but the (laughs) most important one, why?
1: The main character?
0: Yeah. His motivation. (laughs) What is his motivation? It was very unclear. Um, but It made for an entertaining movie.
1: It made for an entertaining movie once we got halfway through it,
0: (laughs) right? Because you're building, and the the switch is really harsh. Like all of a sudden, he just becomes more than what he was.
1: Well, I kind of got the idea that this guy was a psychopath after midway through. Um because you, you, did well, you yeah, I'm like
0: before that there was really nothing
1: yeah but did, did you only watch it once right okay so i went back and watched some parts and then you kind of see where there's a lot of red flags in between there i think on the first viewing you don't really notice it because you're like when is this movie going to get to the point mm. <laughs> but um there are plenty of red flags there whenever like before he even gets to the state of saltburn um how he's just you know staring at him watching at him from afar mm-hmm. all these right. things he looks
0: at him he looks at him through the window um pretty early on in the movie um, and of course that's weird but you you know without knowing where it's going i could see you saying maybe he's just socially awkward doesn't know what to do maybe he's jealous maybe he wants to be involved doesn't know how um but even knowing where it goes it, you're still left with why <laughs> how did he pick him because how did he pick him so early and why did he pick him so early knowing that all of this was a plan um and yeah. it just got to school
1: <laughs> yeah we, we can really dig into it but um this guy the main character he kind of gave me the vibes of the guy from Hey Arnold that used to be behind Hilga, you know, just breathing really <laughs> hard. That's him, but much more dangerous.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: but really and how did he get away with all this life. stuff?
0: Yeah. Cause again, it's 2006, <laughs> you know, it, investigations happen. DNA testing is available you know, cameras exist to an extent. You know, maybe, maybe the UK is a little different, but um, <laughs> you know, I've watched Cops, and there's no way in the world you get with this much stuff in this day and age. It's not free.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure why they chose 2006. I, I didn't really see the significance. I
0: don't know.
1: Maybe it was kind of like the way it was filmed. I mean, because I think it was filmed before... very well.
0: Yeah, and that's before, like, I guess, tracking devices on phones, which could have been used as a plot point or something to catch him. Um, so there wasn't a lot of technology to keep up with things. His lying about his family and stuff like that. Social <laughs> media wasn't a big thing. So it made, okay. him, it made it easier for him to lie about his life.
1: Well, MySpace, you know, I think that was around at that time.
0: It was It was around. Um, Facebook,
1: I think it was in its early stages.
0: Facebook was in colleges in the U.S. at least, but it wasn't like people posting what they post now in no. as much detail. <laughs> and like, you gotta think, like you didn't have like an iPhone to post pictures and stuff like immediately. Um, I think the Blackberry was like 07 or something.
1: Yeah, that like, became absolutely like,
0: the, the fanciest one before the iPhone. So, and these are well off at the school um, but he is very much a commoner um, so all those things no one no one had those things um, but I'm sure if they did he would not have gotten with as much but even still we fast forward to the end which I believe is around 2020 or so um, he still gets away with it in the end <laughs>
1: so. yeah um, somehow but on my first viewing I felt like this movie was just like so boring like come on what are we doing here and really I didn't watch it all the way through um Mm. in one viewing you know I kind of just watched it in parts a little bit and then I kind of went back and watched the more important parts after the fact and I think it is a good well-crafted film But it still leaves you with a lot of questions, like you said. And um, this character, the main character, (laughs) you still don't know what his... I mean, I guess you know what his true motive is. I guess. But it's not concrete.
0: It's not not concrete. And so much of it is still happenstance. The whole fact that he was invited to Saltburn, he didn't plan that. (laughs) It was all luck. So it was a lot of convenience
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think he was like okay i'm gonna do this so it'll lead to these different things so i can get the whole thing
0: yeah um and i'm just reading some some commentary in the movie now and and um you know i don't know if this is the direct yeah the director Um, in an interview said, this movie is really a satire about our fixation with these kinds of movies. Um, Because it's labeled as a dark comedy thriller. So
1: There's not really any comedic moments.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of moments that would make you laugh, but they're not jokes. Um, But from the director's point, I guess that's on purpose. Um, It's almost like... Um, get out where they're using a bunch of movie tropes um, that may or may not have a meaning. And I think in this particular case, a lot of it maybe doesn't have meaning necessarily, but it's still giving you the the pacing of it and the the way it cuts place to place. It kind of has you on edge if you're paying attention the whole time, especially towards the end. But at the same time, none of it is, um, or or some of it, isn't really answered for again the how and the why um thinking about the um i care a lot for example that movie with the the mother in this one (laughs) rosen pike um, it's a very similar tone um to that movie um and i feel like that one's better it's it's really it's i think it's that one's written more intentionally for the story Um, And Gone Girl, the same thing with her. That one in in the book is way more intentional. And I feel like Saltburn is kind of not picking at those movies, but it's pretending to be that movie um, without the thoughtfulness. Um, And I guess the viewer can decide if the director is really making a satire and a commentary on those kinds of movies um, by picking on us, the audience, for wanting more or um, it was supposed to be serious and they watched it and it wasn't. So he's like, eh, it's just a satire.
1: Well, I take it as pretty serious. I mean, I I didn't see any deeper meanings here. I just saw a crazy guy trying to reach the top.
0: Mm. (laughs) And it's like he, he never mentioned the money or really wanting that at all. And even in the end when he gets it, it's not like we don't necessarily see him Happy with the fact that he got the you know, everything. Well, they kind of was. Well, I think he was happy you got away with it, is what it felt like. The Not necessarily dance. Right. <laughs> it that reminded me of an extended cut of uh Spider-Man 2 when he was Venom in the black suit. Oh,
1: well, that was three walking
0: around town. Oh, that was three musical. Yeah. Um it reminded me of that scene if that just went on way too long, (laughs) (laughs) he followed him back home. Um, Because, you know, and he, you know, I guess we'll talk about at the end, you know, how he celebrates and whatnot, but it's not like he is living in love. Like no one's there. It's just him. And he's just happy with all the symbolism around him of what he's done. Um, but we don't see we don't see him benefiting from the money and anything like that. Um, so even then, why did he do all of this? When did that become the plan? Was it when he got there? I mean, did he research this guy beforehand? If so, how, because again, social media wasn't really a thing, not, not to this, to that extent. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of questions left unanswered.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I see him as kind of like a parasite really. Mm, like the movie really Parasite. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Parasite, that film, way better. Um, not that I this was bad, this but mm. it's I, I think you can take it in a lot of different ways, depending on who you are. Um but we can go ahead and get into the story. So we have uh Oliver Quick. Um sounds like a Quicksilver name. <laughs> but um, he is a guy who is going into his first year in college at Oxford University, and uh, he's not the most sociable guy. Kind of stays in the background, but he sees this guy from afar named Felix, who seems like he's pretty popular. He also has um Farley. Uh, right next to him and we find out later on that Farway is his cousin Um, you know he's half black half white Um, also American kind of half American I guess Mm -hmm. Uh, but this movie takes place in the UK and uh, you know he kind of wiggles his way into meeting Felix because really he has another friend and I kind of struggle to say friend really he was kind of just mm. there with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Gavey. That's the um character's name. He's like one of the first people that he meets at Oxford. And he's mm, also kind yes. of weird, too. Uh, he likes doing math. And he tells him, you know, just give me a timetable or something because I can do it in my right. head.
0: <laughs> right. You know, He's uh, very intense about it. Very nerdy. um and the person that i think we as the viewer would agree that unfortunately oliver quick would line up with um because they both kind of outcast, but he quickly rejects that identity
1: yeah he doesn't really want to be associated with him um i mean he kind of ditches him at this bar where felix and a lot of other friends are at um he kind of just sees Felix from afar, from afar. Well, actually, before before that situation, he comes across Felix with a flat tire on his bike. And he offers his own bike to Felix so he can you know, go wherever he needs to go. And Felix is so excited. He's like, oh, thank you, mate. And he <laughs> said, oh, I owe you one. And then this situation comes back around and Felix sees him from afar starts talking to him invites him to the cool people table and then um mostly everybody else i mean a lot of them all stuck up but they're like he doesn't belong over here what are you doing um and they kind of force him to try to go buy some drinks for everybody because they're like oh you need to prove yourself you know you're not just gonna come in here and take everything and work your way up to the top So um, he goes up to the bar and is like, you know, just do this one thing for me to the bartender saying, you know, I don't have the money right now. Can I pay you tomorrow? And then Felix comes up and is like, you know, I got you, man. Oh, you dropped this. Here you go. And then this is where um, Oliver gets to slide his way in here. He starts to become even better friends with Felix. Um, They get to know each other some. Oliver talks about his family and some of his past. He's kind of ashamed of his past. You know, he said that his mother is an alcoholic. His father is also on drugs and just a bad home life that he doesn't want to go back to. Um, and Felix, you know, he buys into it. He's like, oh, you know what? Why don't you come back home with me to Saltburn? So so, um, you know, we can get to know each other even more. And I think the summer is coming up. Like, I guess they're about to Uh go into, um, you know, at the end of their semester. And um, he's like, you know, just come back to Saltburn and, you know, you can stay over here for the summer. And (laughs) this is when Oliver gets to meet most of the family. You know, Um, he's already met Farley, um, who is the cousin of Felix and also his sister, Venetia. He meets her and uh farley he's just a spoiled kid really they all are yeah. but <laughs> he leans into it the hardest um and he he's
0: not shy about how spoiled he is um yeah. and the privilege that he he has by birth and by mooching off of his his cousins
1: <laughs> yeah and his uncle
0: mm-hmm. and sir
1: james <laughs> um but Elspeth, which is their mother, um, Rosamund Pike, she is just—I don't know what she's thinking, really. Like she just clings on to Oliver very quickly. I—I don't know why. Yeah, she's not very bright. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, she like falls for him, I guess, like a like a son, but a lost puppy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if she's been this way before with some of Felix's previous friends, because there are people within the house that mention that Oliver wasn't the first person that Felix brought back home. You know, there's been friends before mm-hmm. and things have gotten kind of messy, um, mm-hmm. especially dealing with uh, Venetia. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Right, the last one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but we can kind of go in maybe not out of order, but kind of talk about some of the parts where he just starts doing some things. So what was probably the most outlandish thing that you saw from, uh, Oliver?
0: The most. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think in order, um, cause first you have, uh, the bathtub scene, you know,
1: he disgusting.
0: You know, it's that the figure of speech that, you know, I drink your bath. water. Um, Never. and and he it full on wants to do that he wants to soak up whatever's in there um, And this is where it's like, okay, there were kind of seeds of maybe an attraction to this point. Um, clearly it's an obsession um but then his behavior after that makes it feel as though there's an obsession maybe with the idea of him, and not just himself. I felt like in in his in his interactions with Farley after this, with the sister after this, it almost felt like he was trying to to me. It felt like he was trying to make up for what he was lacking physically with um. What's the guy's name? With um Felix. With Felix, right? Um, but he never. He never made a move towards Felix, which was, that was strange to me. He <laughs> never made any passes or moves towards him, but did everything he could to absorb those around him in that way.
1: Yeah. I thought that almost he... like
0: he was collecting infinity stones to, to finally do it, but he never made the move.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought he was really toting that line of really his sexuality. I was like, okay, let's do this gay.
0: I, It's like, He's, he, I, I thought that originally, and then I said, well, maybe he's more fluid, or maybe this obsession is just blinded him to everything, and he will do whatever he needs to do to isolate Felix. And if that means being with these other individuals and getting it in their head, then he does it.
1: Yeah, and I thought that he kind of wanted to be in Felix's skin, like he wanted to be him. Mm, that's yes. that's th- that's what I got by the end of this, because. I mean throughout the film there's parts where he um, is kind of narrating and we get mm-hmm. like a different perspective of him just kind of looking off into space talking to somebody and I think for me I was thinking that maybe he was talking to a psychologist or friend or somebody but um, throughout this he's saying you know I loved him I loved him right. um, and then he said I hated him I was like <laughs> okay um, but I felt like he really just wanted to be him, like he wanted to be in his skin, mm-hmm. like in his an obsession, like you said. Um, but that whole drinking the bathwater, disgusting, repulsive.
0: Yeah. And I mean, props to the actor because there was there, I, there was no allusion to anything. <laughs> um, he he it was. Oh, going in. All right.
1: Stuck yeah. that nose straight up in there.
0: I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, huh. You know, I never actually visualized this phrase, but um, there you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. He took it to heart. Um, and then the scene with Venetia, so Felix's sister. Um, he does have a conversation with the mother, Oliver. Hmm. And she was talking about how
0: was that first? Was that his first like off the wall comment? Was it to the mom?
1: I think so. I think he was like, "I think it was you're beautiful." And
0: right, <laughs> took her off guard, and she didn't do anything with that. She just let that ride. Yeah,
1: I mean, she's just not with it. <laughs> talking about somebody being incontinent. Um, yeah, but. She's saying that her daughter, Venetia, is, you know, sexually incontinent and doesn't mm-hmm. hasn't had the experience and all those things. So um, one night, um, is kind of just sitting outside and I'm not sure if it was really for Oliver, but she was outside of his window and, you know, he's higher up in his room. He comes down, talks to her and starts to seduce her. And she's kind of getting in the mood. And she's like, no, you know, it's, it's that time of the month. <laughs> and yeah. then he's like, you know, I'm a vampire.
0: Right. And, you know, I I think that scene could be placed in almost any movie and have a different connotation with exactly the same words and the same action, which, which makes it so strange to be in this movie. Because it's like, and I think she was the next day. I mean, she kind of expresses her confusion because it's like, oh, is he into her or not? He's really committed to this. If he's not, but he's not, right? Like you're going back. You go back and forth in your head. What are the motivations to do this? And is he getting any satisfaction from any of this? And is it the actions or is it the mental, I think it's the mental hoops he's making people jump through that actually gives him excitement.
1: Yeah. Maybe he just likes to get people excited, especially, you know, this family because manipulate them. Yes. And manipulate them. Almost everybody in the family, he gets them excited in some type of way. Like with Venetia, you know, he does his vampire things and, I mean gets in that period blood. <laughs> um, no
0: questions asked.
1: No, just dive straight in. Uh I'm not yeah, doing he that. He
0: said I'm a grown man. I don't
1: grown man. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I got hair on my chest. I'm a <laughs> I don't care. Oh not doing
1: that. Uh uh. Seeing <laughs> the face down up in that? Come on now. What are you doing? But um he's uh, he's Jacob today. Um, and Farley he actually sees him from afar and notices oh he's you know eating Venetia (laughs) and he tells Felix you know the brother and Mm -hmm. I think that's when he backs off I think maybe he he was thinking that he was going to get caught and he doesn't want to be figured out at this point maybe that's why he didn't pursue Venetia after this but he also plays Maybe. around with Farley. He jumps in the bed on top of him and just starts.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially the same thing, and you're like, okay.
1: And Farley's is clearly gay, like,
0: uh... right, right. And he and he's made joke spot and everything um, since the beginning of the movie, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because you're because you're confused. Does he want to be Felix? Or does he want to be with Felix? And then he does this and says, okay, maybe he does want to be with Felix and not be Felix. Or is Farley one step closer to being with Felix? So that's why it needs to happen. But then there's a sabotage, right? So um, I guess going back to Venetia, he also talked to her about her eating disorder while this was happening, and she changed. So he was in her head. Um, with Farley, you know, the next day, he sends this terrible email out and gets kicked out of the house. And, you know, you know something is up with Oliver. And then, you know, revealed that that was him who did it. But he just, just to mess with him, he concocted that whole idea and committed. And again, don't know if he got any satisfaction from any of that other than the mental head game he's
1: playing. Yeah, and um, there there comes a point where Felix he hear, overhears um Oliver's phone, and you know I guess he wanted to just go and give it to him, but he checks it and he sees that there's been a lot of missed calls from his mother, and Felix has heard about um Oliver's family, and Oliver has told him, you know, his family's not really good to him. You know, he's the only child and, you know, he doesn't want, really want to go back home. But one of these days, Felix drives Oliver down the road and then um, Oliver starts to realize he's driving me back to where my parents live. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, no. You know, just turn around. We don't need to do this. Um, And then they finally get to right outside the house. And like, no, you just stay in the car. I'll talk to him. You don't need to come in. It'll be really quick. But Felix insists that, you know, I want to meet your parent or your your mother. Oh no, your father. I'm trying to think. He said that one of them died. I his
0: <laughs> his father had died. Okay. He was <laughs> drunk and had cracked his skull open. And his yeah. mother was a drunk.
1: Yeah. I was trying to keep up with his lies. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um they go into the house and Felix is surprised that both of his parents are alive and not hung over. You know, they seem Like, very nice people. They seem pretty supportive. Um, He finds out that he's not an only child. He has, I think, two sisters. Um, And I think his mother says, you know, he always wanted to be an only child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, he's really dismissive of his parents. Um, Right. You know, he wants to just get up out of there. Now, I would like to know just a little bit more about his Why? (laughs) why did he decide to do this
0: right just lie about his family because again you know he couldn't plan the invitation to saltburn but he did create a very sad story that got him there so did he think that's what would happen I don't know
1: yeah so I mean did he just not ever want to see his parents again or her family and just live on the saltburn estate I mean It's hard to really say. Um he's like a a parasite that keeps climbing the ladder until it gets what it wants. Um and Felix, you know, he's really upset. Um also Oliver's birth birthday is right right around the corner and they were playing a Mm -hmm. party. And he's like, um, you know, after this party, get out of here, you're done. Um, we're done with you I don't want to hear anything Mm -hmm. from you after this party and it's like a huge party they invite like so many people it's at the Saltburn estate and of course Sir James is paying for it the father and um, Felix he goes off and does you know he gets a girl and you know they're in the little maze and it's kind of secretive but um, Oliver, the uh, psychopath that he is, the stalker mm-hmm. <laughs> that he is, he ends up finding out where Felix is. Um, this is during the party time, and mm-hmm. just jumps out of the bushes with some alcohol. Um, ruins the moment, straight up cock blocks, and I mean, looks him in the eyes and almost like he wants to kiss him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: And I was thinking I was like is this the one where he tries to make that move is that <laughs> is that what's going to happen here he's fantasized or, you know he, we've seen him kind of stare at him and, and and so on but no the complete opposite
1: Yeah um he kind of just gives him a drink um kind of tells him a little bit about himself and walks off and the next day we find out Felix is dead. He's dead in the same place where Oliver was last seen with him. And really, I guess nobody really saw him besides that girl, which also comes into play here. Why wasn't there mm-hmm. some kind of investigation about you know who's been at the party, who was the last person to go see him? Like, well, I think they had assumed
0: it was a drug overdose because the next day at the dinner table, you know, Oliver brings up that. Farley had been, you know, had drugs in the house and he gets kicked out because of that. Um and obviously there's no stab or you know blood or anything like that. And the police had a hard time even finding, finding him in the maze. Of the <laughs> they Jordan. couldn't so get they, out. You know, right. They, they they didn't have you know the A team on this. Um and even if they did, it's it's hard to suspect anyone of this. Now, now
1: what about the toxicology well, report?
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. What should have happened, you know, would be an uh, autopsy and they would see, you know, these drugs in the system or whatever it was that ended up killing him. But um that didn't happen. And I guess if you if you're not if you're not thinking it's foul play, you don't have to have an autopsy. So they could have just thought it was a drug overdose. He's young on his party, probably had drugs. So they chalked it up.
1: I guess. I mean, there's been so many times, even with, you know, celebrities who overdose, Mm -hmm. we got the confirmation that they overdose. Because most times, really, I guess every time it's like the cause of death was this.
0: But I guess if the family doesn't want, you know.
1: Well, yeah, so <laughs> that plays into how they were acting right after it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the father initially when he saw him laying on the ground.
0: <laughs> right. He's like, we'll just check him inside. He's cold.
1: <laughs> Let's yeah, get him warm.
0: he's dead. That's why they are like I think we should call the police. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, He's like, we just need to get him warm. Come on, Felix, get up. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Uh, so yeah the father he just did not want to let go of Felix and just act like everything was normal same thing with um Elspeth she just wanted to carry on everything like it was just another day but Venetia and Farley they were the ones who were the most shocked by everything or at least visually at first Right. and um you know they try to have a little lunch while the police is taking care of everything, trying to move the body, and everybody's just like on edge <laughs> while the mother uh Sir James and Oliver are just kind of acting like everything's normal. Duncan the butler, they tell him, you know, close the curtains, and the curtains are all red, and I know that's kind of like a a symbol for I guess his body being dead,
0: right? Like cliche, you know. Blood. Uh, the, the 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 place we are in the film, um, but even how we get there. I guess this is where that you know that dark comedy comes in. He struggles to get the blinds open. And he's like, <laughs> "It just, you can't get it pulled." Come on, um, Duncan. Right. <laughs> just close the blinds. Um, so. You know, it's not a joke there, but even in that serious moment, you know, there's there's no reason for that to be there, other than, you know, this movie's picking up itself. Um, but yeah, it goes red. Um, all this is happening. Venetia is traumatized, she's pouring her wine and she's overflowing the cup, uh, and until it's empty, she's just in complete shock. And the mom is trying to move on as if nothing happened and and Farley gets very upset. Like, we can't just move on. We can't pretend this is normal. Sir. He's like, no. We're having breakfast. Or lunch or whatever it is. Um, and then Oliver throws out there. His comments about Farley and drugs. And the father says, okay. Well, Farley, get out. Uh, I think, I'm blaming you now, And I won't tell the police. You're cut off. For good. So, And this is kind of. Oliver's way of uh, getting back at Farley, even being at the party after he thought that their relationship was over because of the email that he sent um, and Farley told him, you know, essentially, I'm inevitable. Um, I always come back. This is mine, not yours. But yeah, Oliver got the last laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think another reason why he got him out of there or Farley got or Oliver got Farley out of there was because he was like, why are you still here? Like, you're not a part of this family. Right. And he's actually asking a real question. He's mm-hmm. They barely even know him. Right. He just got there. It's,
0: not, it's, just, it's his friend. He's now dead. We should, we should go home. Yeah. But the mom says no.
1: He he's not stay. leaving. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? What connection does he have? Why? Why does he still have to stick around? The the mother is the yeah. only one holding him there, Elspeth.
0: And it's and you know what going back, we didn't talk about this character, but when we first got to Saltburn, there was the I think the cousin of the mom mm-hmm. Um Pamela? who was there for a while. Yes, and you know she was not on her feet, and she she's kind of aloof and you know, overstayed her welcome, and then she left in the middle of the night mom said not to embarrass her um, you know she just had to go and I wonder if the same thing had happened with her really the mom wanted her to stay but the father said the, of the night you need to get out how much money please leave didn't she um, die no she, well
1: there was somebody after that said she left. I'm not sure if it was after she left but there was somebody that it was kind of like a throwaway line. They didn't really talk about it that much, but they said, mm. I'm preparing for her funeral.
0: I not know if it was her.
1: It was Elspeth that said it. I, yeah, not... I missed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good point, what you're bringing up. Because she was also getting money from the family.
0: Mm-hmm. And kind of, and it appeared as though maybe. Um... Felix took after his mom in this blind generosity and philanthropy in people who are less than. And and Farley kind of at Felix and argued with Felix about the way he treats people who are beneath him financially. And uh, he rejects that idea that he treats people differently. But he, but he did kind of take on Oliver as a pet, which everyone else pointed out. <laughs> and the mom seems to do the same thing with that woman, and
1: now with Oliver, yeah, um, because I guess he's had people like this before, or some kind of friend that he's brought mm-hmm. back to Saltburn, right?
0: Um,
1: but yeah, Felix is dead. Farley is kicked out of the Saltburn estate. He's no longer a trust fund baby. Um. <laughs> yeah. um and then next comes Venetia. So um, she doesn't really like Oliver at this point. Um, mm-hmm. She asked the same question. Like, why are you still here? Um, you're only trying to work your way up to the top. Uh, and Oliver, you know, he's taking all of this. He's like, you know, you're drunk. You don't know what you're saying. Um, but she ends up dead. And so she was in a bathtub and uh she ends up in a you know bathtub full of blood or i guess it's water mixed with blood but mm-hmm. right she's dead now they have another funeral i mean but it
0: looks like a suicide yeah and oliver's kind of narrating and says you know she said she could not live without him <laughs>
1: so. referring to felix right right um and I'm really not sure why, like, nobody's making any kind of connections. Why is this guy, like, uh, Venisha was saying, like, you're a nobody, stranger danger. We've uh, you've only known him for six months. Like, why are you, you know, crying over him? Like, nobody, nobody wants you around. Why hasn't anybody kicked him to the curb yet? Even right. before Venisha died. I'm not sure how much time was in between that lunch and then her dying I mean it didn't seem like it was Mm -hmm. that long but no still (laughs) should have been kicked out and I guess none of them knew the true history you know like his situation wasn't actually as bad as what he was saying back at home
0: right only Felix knew and Felix died before he could tell anybody
1: yeah um if I was him and you were just like, you literally lied about your whole family history. Like, nah, I don't care about no party for you. Like what? Man, get out of here.
0: Yeah. It. Party goes <laughs> on. I mean, and that's one thing we see as well throughout the movie is this juxtaposition to old tradition and these new people who pick and choose what things they care about. So, I mean, they have this, this estate, they have the butlers, um, they live pretty free careless lives, except they dress formally for dinner. Um, the party conflicts. has to go on. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, and even in the, in the beginning, when he first gets a softburn, burn, um, the family, they're, they're, or the younger ones are talking about Harry Potter and, and picking on that story. Um, they're naked in the fields, so they're doing things like, very uncouth or very non-traditional and then at the same time they have these things they just hold themselves to particularly when it comes to their status and their wealth and their social status
1: yeah um, they just kind of live in their own world um, kind of free of anybody that's not on their financial level Mm -hmm. Um, but after Venetia dies, you know, they have another funeral and, um, Sir James, I'm guessing that he's just had enough of this, you know, he really just wants to move on and he invites Oliver to talk to him and says, you know, I think it's time that you move on, you know, go ahead and get out of here. And Oliver's like, you know, I really would like to, but Elspeth, she won't let me go. I mean, really, nobody knows why (laughs) you have to stay. Nah, you can leave right now. I'm getting security. Like, why didn't they have security? I I don't see any security around besides Duncan. No,
0: just just the butler,
1: and maybe I don't know a gardener or something. Mm. (laughs) Like this man should have been escorted out of there immediately. Like, you have nothing to do with this or at least from the outside, mm-hmm. from their perspective. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Maybe they didn't want bad press, or, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe that's another thing as well. It's just so many things conveniently work out for him. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, going back, I think, to Gone Girl, for example, lots of things work out for Amy in that Book and, and but we see a little more effort into why I guess it works out um, and how quickly she can think on her feet to fix it. But here he just skates on by.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of convenience. Um, now we do get a scene or a few scenes where we kind of see where he was setting up things, but there's still a lot of convenience that has to happen in order for this plan to be carried out. Um, But in this meeting, Sir James is like, how much do you want? Like, how much would it take for you to leave here right now? Because you got to get out of here. <laughs> and, um, you know, eventually he, I guess, writes a check. We don't really get to know how much, but Oliver leaves. And then we see that Sir James ends up passing away. Now, I'm not sure if Oliver was um behind that. I don't think they ever show it. I think the most that we see is a news article in a newspaper. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I think, uh, was it a, I think believe was a suicide, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I think uh, the way that the way that Elizabeth talked about it, uh, saying like finally or something along those lines, made it feel like he had taken his own life. I wasn't sure.
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard to really say. But um she randomly ends up meeting Oliver, you know. I guess it's years later. And um she's like, "Oh, it's so good to see you. You need to come back to Saltburn. Um, you know, everything's kind of you know, down. You know, Duncan is still there, the the butler. <laughs> and um yeah. you know, this is where we get the present where we see who he's talking to and he's actually talking to an Elspeth that is intubated you know she's very sick she's on a ventilator and he's kind of just telling his whole truth of what I guess his plan was from the beginning um, how he you know was looking at Felix from afar I guess just randomly chose him because he looked like he was rich <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um, put a pin in his tire of one of his bikes
0: Right, and this is before we've seen anything as far as obsession level where at that point in the movie he was just maybe infatuated with him maybe wanted to be his friend but no it was very calculated the entire time
1: yeah um, he was um, what else did he do uh, of course, he gave Felix the drink that made him die. He put some kind of poison in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he sends he, the e- We see him send the email from Farley's phone.
1: Yes. Um, what did he do to Venetia? I know he he did something.
0: We don't come back to her. I don't I thought, know. I I picked up on that. I don't think we came back to her in the chat.
1: I thought that he was responsible for her death.
0: It's I. We assumed that. But we don't see that like we see the rest of the playbacks.
1: Yeah. And somehow he was able to know where Elspeth was gonna go. Like he was at right. some kind of cafe on his computer typing nonsense. Like they literally weren't right. words.
0: Right. <laughs> <They get> unserious.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, did he just wait there every day until she just came? Like I know that she comes here on at some point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this is you know this is modern this is 22 because we see the the person at the uh, at behind the uh, counters wearing a mask so we know this is post 2020 years have gone by he's older she notes that um, so maybe he is talking to her online
1: maybe um, but she really doesn't suspect anything from him just thinking that he's a good friend of the family that they knew for about six months, right? <laughs> and um, she invites him back to Saltburn, I guess, to live there, and uh, yeah, that leads to her death. Now, I'm guessing that he was also the cause of her death, of her becoming very ill. That's
0: what it looked like. It you was know, sudden, and somehow weaseling his way. Essentially, he had replaced Felix at this point and become her de facto son. So it looks as if she wrote everything to him and she mysteriously dies.
1: Yeah, what an idiot. I mean, I'm not sure how much, how much yeah. time had passed between him meeting her at the cafe and her signing everything over to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's just an idiot. I mean... <laughs> yeah.
0: But then I mean, when all that's over... You know, we see the house is empty. We see he has, I think these rocks or totems or something that he places over the box of the, like the dancing clowns and whatnot. And essentially even counting up the deaths of this family, um, taking credit for it all in some way. And then you could, I guess, defile their home by dancing around nude. But we don't really, even in that celebratory moment, we don't even know what the point of all that was.
1: Well, I think it comes down to he wanted to be Felix. Like he he wanted to be in his skin, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. whenever he's talking to Elspeth and we get the whole um confession about, you know, what he did, he's like the the scenes that they show, they go back and look at when he said, I loved him, they're looking at you know, his smile, the way he's mm-hmm. interacting, almost like the sweat that's coming out the back of his head for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, he, <laughs> like it seemed like he just wanted to be him. He wanted to be in his skin. He wanted to have his life. Maybe that's why he said, "I hated him." Maybe because he was just jealous, also.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he ends up killing Elspeth. You know, she's over there on the ventilator, mm-hmm. and. He pulls out the tube out of her mouth and she was um, gasping for air and ends up dying. Um, but I guess since they thought that he was like her son, they didn't think to have anybody else around. Like The, the cause of her death is pretty clear. So I would oh. think that somebody would be like, okay, yeah, he did this. Like some kind of investigation. Well, I mean, all these bodies just dropping. where's Duncan
0: yeah the house is empty
1: (laughs) did he kill him too
0: maybe maybe he left maybe he died
1: because I I mean I I guess I doubt maybe they
0: downsize after COVID I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah but I doubt that Duncan would just let him just dance around naked around the
0: house right Right, it's clear that its place is empty now.
1: Hopefully, you can pay the light bill.
0: Yeah, or any, but also, like, I mean, this fortune isn't gonna go away. Is he gonna blow it? He has no family that we that he sees. Maybe he interacts with. We we don't see uh, any love interest or kids or anything. It's just him.
1: Yeah, um, I guess he got what he wanted.
0: <laughs> maybe
1: I mean his whole motive of I guess getting closer to Felix and then maybe wanting to be him and then I guess killing everybody in some sort of way indirectly or directly I the motives are not really clear and I guess that's like one of the biggest problems for me in this film I mean, I think it's pretty well constructed for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they film it is really nice. Uh, it kind of has, you know, it has that box shape of you know, mm-hmm. how TVs the work. Ratio. Yeah, the aspect ratio. Um
0: oh, like 2006?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they started to get flat screens around that time. I think
0: 2006 flat screens were like those big projectors Remember those big box projectors they have spiders in them all the time <laughs> These yeah. the, on, the, on the tv <laughs>
1: yeah and I think flat screens just cost so much more back then like when they first They're, came out they
0: were pl- plasmas <laughs> different than the led tvs we have now so those are very effective
1: yeah um I mean but this guy's just crazy it's just a psychopath. Um and he just gets away with it. I mean, he he should have been caught like I I, I wouldn't say that he's very elusive like he, he I don't think he covers up these deaths very well.
0: He plays stupid very well.
1: Yes, I will say that. Like he like especially just starting off like what you see from him in the beginning of the film Somebody who's right. very shy, not really sociable to somebody who is very direct, knows what he wants, and can manipulate the conversation in his way, in his favor. So um, I'm a really good acting job by Barry mm-hmm. Keoghan, who was also a druid mm-hmm. in <laughs> The Eternals. I, I, feel like I'm, I honestly feel
0: like I was on a similar role just mind manipulation
1: <laughs> i just didn't like that character do
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you think you like him i don't i mean knowing more about since movies came out as a character in general or just the portrayal in the movie
1: are you talking about just the eternals Mm-hmm. uh i mean i guess i i, I didn't really know the character beforehand. I just thought mm-hmm. he was just a downer, like he just made the movie like like every time he came on screen, I'm like oh, this guy again kind I'm sick of him oh.
0: <laughs> he wasn't on the screen that much,
1: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, but every time he came on, just a downer um I forgot what his power was, mind control, oh okay, well, <laughs> yep, yeah, it did carry over. Yeah. <laughs> Except um, he had a lot of convenience in this situation. Very much. But I guess we can go and give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise. And the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Salt Burn?
0: I would rate this as... It's, it's a low banger for me. And I think I put it in the same category and you can decide if this is fair, but I put this in the same category as Nope <laughs> and get out.
1: Oh, okay. I know you don't it, like that.
0: I know you don't like Nope, <laughs> but it's in this and and us and, and those that genre of film.
1: Okay, I, I can see that.
0: It's a little bit of a commentary. Parasite is is a harsher commentary on the social class issue than this is, and it's less of a thriller, but um, it's. It's torn that line of thriller and horror, um, and it it just what makes the movie interesting is the shock factor of the things that he does. Um, You know, we talked about the first thing that went made you think this movie is crazy. The most the most outrageous scene was him over Felix's grave.
1: Oh yeah, we didn't mention that.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And it's like, does that have anything to do with the plot? Does that help anything? No. But it was just, what is happening?
1: Yeah. I kind of had to fast forward. I'm like, how long is this scene going to go on?
0: It, I mean, commitment to the role there. Everyone on set that day was committed.
1: Because the scene goes on for like at least a few minutes. Like he's, at first, he's kind of, looks like he's crying over the grave. And then, like, you know, he starts kind of getting on top of it, and then before you know it, this dude is naked and he's humping the right. grave.
0: I'm like what? And that, yeah, you know, that is a crime.
1: What, what so would that be called?
0: I think it's desecrating is, uh, something. Um. um so pe- so so moral of the story: this has happened in real life.
1: <laughs> Nobody saw that. Like <laughs> it's only a on state. But still, nobody saw that?
0: <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the butler was watching the whole time, and he just silently <laughs> didn't say anything.
1: Come on, Duncan. Should have been solved this case.
0: Right. We yeah, <laughs> need whatever his name is.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, from... um, um, what was it called? Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out. Right.
0: Uh, and that's another one that kind of picks on the genre a bit.
1: Yeah, but that one has a little bit more comedic feel to it. I wouldn't call... It, right. Well, I guess it's a tiny bit of a thriller, but more of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Or so. Yeah. But um, I do see your comparisons. Note, for me, is just not a good movie. I mean, it's... it's. I really don't want to call it bad, but it's just not good. But... um. <laughs> But as far as this film, in some parts, it really can be background noise, but I'll classify this one as a little banger, mainly mm-hmm. because of, you know, how it was filmed, how it leads right. up to where we get to at the end and mm-hmm. catching things on the second time around. Um, you know, I, I really got into it because at first I thought this is really boring. I'm like, when are we going to get to the point? Um, right <laughs> but you know it got there and i enjoyed some of it i mean i, I wouldn't say this is a movie that i'll probably want to revisit again because this dude is just repulsive and disgusting um yeah you know drinking bath water um you know um getting into that period blood uh humping somebody's grave naked yeah Getting off like, come on. This is...
0: <laughs> and he was in the most sincere ways. It wasn't like it wasn't like to to it felt like he was doing it from a place of love, which was so weird. <laughs> it's like he wasn't doing it to disgrace them or humiliate or get back at. <sighs> It was, yeah. it was twisted it was
1: it, it's hard for me to understand like why he would do that like i i just don't see what he gets out of that <laughs> i don't
0: know
1: it, it's It's really hard for me to understand and wrap my mind around like what, what what's the point of that
0: yeah and that's what i'm saying at the end he's happy but is anything resolved i don't know
1: Well, I guess he gets what he wants, and that's the resolution.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because in in the point you're making about wanting to be him, I mean, he was wearing his aftershave, that you know, Venetia smelled that on him. So, but that doesn't mean, I don't know if you call it, it's an obsession, it's not an an attraction.
1: (laughs) Well, she also mentioned that he was probably wearing his underwear. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, his robe too. She didn't say that, he but that's, that's what he's bad. wearing. Yep. So um, yeah, maybe he just wanted to be Felix. Um he spotted him from afar, and <laughs> that's when he knew I want to be Felix.
0: <laughs> I guess so. From the start. He pretended to be broke at the bar. Felix picked up the tab. He had money, but somehow he knew Felix was going to
1: step in he was just hoping and feel good about himself yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just a really weird guy um the things that he does just is terrible <laughs> yeah um but any other thoughts about this film Saltburn?
0: burn uh Definitely not, uh, I mean, watch at your own risk. You will be shocked no matter who you are or what you enjoy <laughs> watching on TV. You will be like, oh, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, we're still going. All right. Hmm. Like those are the comments that were going through my
1: head. <laughs> well, especially the grave scene where he was, you know, yeah. it. I'm like, come on, man, what are you doing? I had to fast forward some of that because <laughs> <laughs> i mean once we got to the point where you guys closed off i'm like why is this scene going on for so long <laughs> you had to finish had
0: to
1: <laughs> fi- <laughs> 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 I, yeah i just had to fast forward like let me just get to the next scene
0: right you know, you decide get into it you know you go long feel comfortable we'll tell you when to stop
1: Action. <laughs> All right, we got you. Good. I wonder how many times he had to do that. <laughs> I it looked like
0: it this I don't think there was like a, a cut.
1: No, it like, wasn't it, like well, it, was a... <laughs> it was just like a one shot.
0: It was a one shot.
1: <laughs> I I wonder like whenever they're going through an audition okay you're gonna have to do this scene where you get naked and you're humping the ground with somebody's body underground right
0: <laughs> yeah again director is i'm sure very specific
1: <laughs> or maybe he was like i'm i want to add this in you know some actors have that type of pool
0: <laughs> i just always wanted to do this and like to dance at the end just because
1: i just like getting naked
0: right right <laughs> i got really fit for marvel and i haven't had a chance to show off any of that because i was druid so I'm just, I'm just like to... my time in the sun please
1: yeah just just ridiculous um
0: right. it, is, it is funny as an aside how many people in Marvel movies say they get in good shape and like it doesn't even matter?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes they do get their you know five second shirtless scene, but right they they've been working for like months trying to get in shape. Yeah, just be glossed over in CGI. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, uh, what's her name um. Brie Larson is one of the only few. Well, I guess she works mm-hmm. out, but it doesn't seem like she's, like, muscular.
0: No, I think she her, the way just her body physiology worked out, if you look at the first Captain Marvel to the second one, she's much thinner.
1: Yeah, she looks like but a she stick. She looks
0: healthy. Yeah, she, yeah, she's much thinner. So I think her exercising just took her that direction.
1: <laughs> this looks like a stick.
0: Yeah, she didn't bulk. She just
1: yeah, maybe the money's running dry at Marvel. <laughs> um, but um, I think that does it for us at Anime Reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link you appear on the show. And thanks for listening.